So I decided to get into that market, found an investor. Uh, him and I worked together for a little while. It got pretty nasty. That was That's just a tough environment. That's a tough business to be in. Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Well, welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. You've got with you today the knucklehead, Stephen. And I'm excited to uh, have a fellow Marine who's sitting, uh, who's sitting on the other side of this screen from you. His name is Shane. For those of you who aren't watching, you're going to be listening to Shane Theralt here in just a few minutes. He's going to be spitting some wisdom as it relates to to, to real estate. Uh, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about you know the genesis of Knucklehead here, but at the same time, we also want to get into where his lessons learned were on his journey to becoming a a, um, a real estate. I don't want to say tycoon because I may mischaracterize it, but he he'll probably correct me and tell me, "Hey, listen, Grant Cardone's got nothing on me, buddy." Um, I'm assuming. So, Shane, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. That's super five to you. So uh, you spent some time in the Marine Corps. And uh, and obviously, th- during that time, you have ample opportunities to learn from not being told what you're doing wrong first. It's almost as if you are you get to go run up against a wall and then somebody tells you, oh, yeah, there was a wall there. What the heck are you doing? Uh, or at least maybe that was my experience in the Marine Corps. I don't know about yours. Yeah, I mean, most definitely. That's I think that's everybody's experience in the Marine Corps. I mean, that's a pretty common, pretty common scenario. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd, I'd say that it's it's uh, it's nice to hear that um, it's nice to hear that I wasn't the the an isolated incident as it came to that. Although I'm very thankful for my time in. It was uh, I had a tremendous amount of relationships that were built during that time, and that's really kind of what the genesis of knucklehead is about. Not so much about relationships as it relates to the Marine Corps, but um, going through this thing we call life, going through this uh, this process of learning, this journey of of success that we all happen to be on, right? I mean, you're building your empire right now as it relates to real estate. You're helping to pass the opportunity on uh, of home ownership, of, of, um, of opportunity, financial freedom to, to the agents and brokers that work with, with you and your team. I'm curious, man, at, at what point in time did you realize, okay, this is what I'm going to do for a very long time? So I think I realized it about six months into real estate. Well, probably about nine months into real estate. So when I got out of the okay. Marine Corps, um, it was kind of all of a sudden. I got hurt and got forced out you know, after being in for five and a half years. And I didn't know I was going to get out, so it it all happened really fast. Um, and what happened? What happened? What would you did you get hurt? You said you got hurt. Yeah, I, I actually had a bunch of injuries that kind of built up over a couple of years, and you know I was infantry and presidential security, and so I'm sure you're familiar with the culture. You don't get things checked out, and uh, big mistake on my part. So those ended up building up, and then uh, during an exercise out in the field, ended up sustaining some pretty serious injuries, and then all of those injuries kind of culminated and uh, created some some pretty pretty bad situation for myself and um, so the recovery process was kind of long um, wasn't able to walk right for a while and, and had some issues there but uh, I've recovered fully so that's you know for the most part I'll, I'll have some lasting effects on there but um, you know I got out had no clue what I was going to do I tried a bunch of different things I started a bunch of different businesses um, some of them you know stuck for a little while some of them I got bored of pretty quick uh, and finally, I decided uh, to just take the leap and do real estate. 
I'd been putting it off for a long time for God only knows what reason. I couldn't even tell you today. I got to stop you there real quick, just because it's interesting how you went from out of the Marine Corps, not knowing it was going to happen. And you were searching. We've classified that that period of time almost like you're you're a free radical in life. You're just kind of floating from one thing to another, not really quite sure why you're there and not even really quite sure the effect that you're having on those in your surrounding area, whether you love them or, or you don't. Oh yeah. And it's a, um, it's a, it's a, you know, it's an exploratory process that sometimes reveals, um, you know, the value of a plan, <laughs> but then also it also reveals to you um, largely, you just, you just need to kind of go figure it out. Sometimes we call that process, go get some wins. Yeah. Don't be a beta about the process. Cause you will screw up. You will come away with some scraped knees some bloody noses and some busted lips. Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious when you talk about some businesses that you ran, wh- what did you try? So one of the first things I tried was government contracting. So I wanted to get into government contracting because now as a disabled vet, I knew that the government set aside a very large amount of contracts uh, for disabled veterans that own small businesses to compete on. And only disabled veterans could compete on them. So it was kind of a niche. So I decided to get into that market, found an investor. Uh, Him and I worked together for a little while. It got pretty nasty. That was, that's just a, tough environment. That's a tough business to be in. Um, and he went through some personal things and we ended up just deciding to go our separate ways as far as that's concerned. It didn't, I don't think it lasted more than 10 months. Well, the federal acquisition regulation is set up for, um, high barrier to entry. Although most folks would say that, no, no, you can, you can do it. Anybody can do it. Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely way more complicated than that. It's almost like there's not an audit process for the service-connected disabled veteran run owned business process. So anybody, just about anybody, that's a different topic. That's a time for yeah, yeah, a yeah. different topic for a different day. So what, what, else did, what else did you try? I mean, because honestly, that experience in itself with an investor, uh, a relationship going south, and 10 months of, of you know probably chasing your tail trying to get these proposals in and not going the way you wanted to, uh, why did you decide to do it again as a business owner? Well, because I knew for a fact that I did not want to work for, not that I didn't want to, I physically cannot work for anybody else ever again. After I got out of the Marine Corps, I had a lot of bad experiences there and I just said enough is enough. I'm going to be my own boss, whether I go broke, you know, trying is beyond me, but it's going to happen. So that's, that was really my ultimate driving factor at first. I think that's really what got me started but I don't think that's what kept me there. Um, sure. I think freedom kept me there. I think just having the freedom to choose what I wanted to do, when I wanted to do it. And my success was based on my own merits and drive as opposed to where I sat on the food chain and somebody else's company. You know, it's, I love the way that you describe that because you have the freedom of choice, whether you work for somebody else or you don't, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of perspective. Most folks would say, I'm free to go into work every day and I'm free to, you know, leave whenever I want or not leave whenever I want, leave whenever most everybody else leaves, you know, in their little area that they live in, right? Right around five o'clock. It's amazing how everybody always decides to get on the road right at the same time. But the freedom to be able to do that. Uh, and yet you had made a conscious decision that you were going to explore you setting up the framework as opposed to somebody else setting up that framework. Yes. Uh, how many, how many times did you have to go through that? Um, blueprint construction, so to speak, uh, before you actually found a, a, a way that worked well for you? 
a bunch of times. Um, I had to go through it a bunch of times. So just to give you, I, I, you know, I have so many business stories that I can't get into all of them here. But, I, you know, I just told you about uh, one end of the spectrum where I was trying to get into government contracting. That didn't work out. On the opposite end, at one point, I decided to build and sell furniture. So I have been all over the spectrum when it comes to businesses. Um, so trust me, it's <laughs> you just have to pick something that you enjoy and really stick to it. Well, that's good. I mean, you, you, you tested out a lot of what didn't work for you. But um, in that process, you, you, you came in contact with an opportunity. In the information age, um, you can leverage time to go out and get information. And then what you do with that information largely is the biggest secret that most people just don't, they just don't do anything with it. They, yeah. Action. It's like the biggest thing that most folks just don't do. So I, I got to ask you, in your experience in real estate, how many folks do you hear just have lip service and how many people are, are out there taking action and what makes your, your business a little bit different? So real estate is a sink or swim game and you see it every day. A matter of fact, I, I have a client right now that's getting ready to purchase a house and she wants to get into real estate. She's told me, I just think it would be great to go around and show people their homes and, and get, you know, make their dream come true. And I just said, well, that's not what this is. <laughs> you know? And I found another person on a Facebook group that posted a picture of her holding a sign that says, I quit. And she's a real estate agent. And she just, and she wrote this really awesome article about why she quit. She said, this is what I thought real estate was going to be. This is what it really is. And it is not for me. I mean, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a tough game. Um, you work a lot of hours. You have got to be self-motivated because nobody's coming into an office saying, Hey, I want to buy a house anymore. That's not how it works. You work like that, you know, 20 years ago, but now with technology, like you said, um, it, everybody can do their searches online. And really the first agent that just happens to stumble upon this person is usually the one that ends up helping. And so we see a lot of people um, in real estate jump into real estate and then they don't stick with it because they don't know how to take action. And they, and even if you tell them how to take action, many of them will refuse. If you tell someone to go knock on doors, they'll go, Oh no, I'm not going to do that. Door knocking. It's not for me. Okay. Well, I'll see you in a few months when you're not selling any homes. <laughs> it's interesting how um, how a market can dictate the tactics that are most effective. And yet everything always ends up coming back to your willingness to go out there and meet people, meet folks, talk to them. Uh, I think they call that sales, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. I think that's, I think that's what they call that. Well, <laughs> yeah. Can't be, uh, can't be a bait about that process either. You got to go out there and, and be willing to kind of get your nose kicked in. Uh, when I say nose kicked in, I'm not talking about literally, folks. So let's not confuse what I'm talking about here. What Shane and I are kind of talking a little bit about is the willingness to go out there and look like you have no idea what the heck you're talking about or look as, as if you, you, you don't have this thing figured out. Because guess what? There's not one person out there who has everything figured out. There's just a few of them who've been willing to make enough mistakes to them where they know a little bit more than you and are a little bit further along. Would you, would you agree, Shane, or is that off base? 100%. Yes, absolutely. Bouncing from one role to the next or one career to the next, it doesn't have to be your story. Shane uh, dives into a few examples of businesses that didn't work out the way that he wanted them to. However, Chris, 
and his network over there at the Ambitious Vet Tribe, they, they're doing a great job, and they're putting together some good resources. So quick break from Shane. We'll come back to him in a second, but listen to Chris and pay attention to what he has made available here. What's going on, Knuckleheads? This is Chris Hoffman, CEO and founder of Vet Training Coaching and the host of the Ambitious Vet Podcast. Now, are you a, a knucklehead veteran out in the trenches right now making a lot of mistakes, trying to get those wins, but are just feeling stopped, stuck in a specific area of life? I want to invite you personally, if you're listening to this, to come join an elite team of ambitious vets in the trenches together with one mission and one mission only, is to uncover the landmines that stop our daily momentum and our consistent results in our life, in any area of life that matter most to us. As Stephen Cullen, the knucklehead himself, said, come uncover your performance gaps and execute on what matters most in your life. Spots are limited. If you're interested, the application process is free. Visit vettrainingcoaching.com and I hope to see you soon. Well, that's interesting. Um, I appreciate that, uh, that candor. What are some common myths that you've seen with, um, let's just say for buyers that are out there that are like, Oh, you know what? I've heard it's a, it's a buyer's market or whatever. I, I mean, what are some common myths that you, whenever you hear people talking about the, the home buying process where you're just kind of like, okay, well, yeah, let me help you here uh, with some education. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know if I'd call this a myth, but maybe just a misunderstanding. Um, people do not have a grasp on how much cash they are going to need to close on a house. They don't understand the process. And I think this is most apparent with things like VA loans, um, but you see it even with FHA and conventional loans too. People don't know the difference between closing costs and a down payment. And so, you know, a down payment is just like if you were going to pay, put a down payment on a car, you are paying off a percentage of that house in order to make your payment lower. You're paying off part of the house up front is what you're doing. That's what a down payment is. And certain types of loans require different percentages of down payment in order to get that loan. VA loans require zero money down. So you don't have to pay anything um, as far as a down payment is concerned with a VA loan. However, closing costs, that is the cost to procure the loan and to buy the house. So that includes taxes, insurance, which are prorated in most, in most states. Um, and that includes, you know, the lender fees, the title fees, attorney fees, and all that stuff is, is rolled into closing costs. And those are the responsibility of the buyer in most states um, and in most areas. And those can be negotiated, but there's no guarantee that you will have to come to the closing table with zero dollars. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to think about uh, the limitations. And qu quite frankly, this, this is the information age. We started this conversation by talking about you can right. go get educated. Um, have you found that there are more reliable sources than others out there as somebody's going through this whole process? Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely, uh, are you talking about more reliable sources uh, to get information? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I would say that if you're, if you're thinking about buying a house um, to get information, you should get in touch with a realtor. Um, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of websites out there, realtor.com, uh, Zillow. But the problem with those websites is they pull information from the MLS and the MLS is what the real estate agents use. And a lot of times information is lost in the translation. I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to pretend to know how that gets lost in translation, but sometimes pictures are wrong. Sometimes the location's wrong and any amount of the information can be wrong. 
So the best thing to do is just get in touch with somebody that actually has access to the MLS and they can tell you anything you want to know about a particular property. Um, and they could probably find you some houses that may or may not show up on other websites like Zillow and Realtor.com. Interesting. Interesting. So the, uh, the process that somebody was going to go through where they, they're, they're just consuming what's available that's out there, um, consuming many information in this instance, um, there's misinformation or incorrect information or at least incomplete information. So you'd almost need a, a translator in this case. And so our audience consists of, of business owners, right? Sales, sales folks, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, in some cases, transitioning military veterans too. So there's a, a large percentage of folks that are out there that know how to use information, know how to access, ask uh, for, for information. But we found with that type of persona, in some cases, they, they're not always willing to uh, to talk about what they just don't know. So what right. what are some what are some ways that that you help to kind of bring down those walls a little bit? Whatever you're talking with folks who uh, just don't know what they don't know, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Well, honestly, I just take the time to educate them. So that really is my method um, of dealing with real estate in general because I'm very investor oriented. And a lot of my clients are military. I'd say, you know, actually at this point, all of my clients are military. But even before they were all military, I would take the time to ask them, how long do you really plan on living in this house? Is this going to be a couple year thing, a five year thing, a 10 year thing? Are you retiring? Um, because that matters and people don't think about it. They think, ah, a couple years, we'll sell it, you know, whatever. Um, but, the, but the reality is if you don't buy the right house, it's going to be difficult to sell or you're going to be belly up in it. Um, if you decided you wanted to rent that out later, it could be difficult. You might not be able to get the money you want out of it. So I just sit down with them and explain all of that to them and say, look, if your goal is to get this, this home rented out in a year and a half, then let's sit down and come up with a game plan and find out which areas rent the most, uh, rent for the most amount of money and have a, the lowest vacancy rate so we can get you a house in that circle so that you have the highest chance of renting it out when it's time to let that house go. Yeah, that's oh, that's a great, challenging, consultative way to go in there and, and communicate with the end in mind, beginning right. with the end in mind and reverse engineering in the process from there. You just spell a lot of the uh, confusion. You also open up the opportunity for, for folks to largely have an authentic, genuine conversation about, hey, man, I, I don't right. even I don't even know what our goal is here. I just know that we're supposed to own a home. And that at right. that point, then you can start walking them through exactly what cash out is and uh, dispel a lot yeah. of myths that way, I'm sure. Um, oh yeah. All right. Well, so we call this knucklehead podcast. The reason why we call this knucklehead is, is largely because there's failures, there's mistakes, uh, there's learning opportunities that folks experience as they go through the process, uh, this thing called life. And it sounds as if what you've been able to do is you've been able to take, you know, mistake, uh, action, mistake, action, learn, create more opportunities and gone through what I've heard described before as an OODA, an OODA loop. Um, you know, learning process, observe, orient, decide, and act, and just go through that entire process of, of reducing the, the intervals between your learning, uh, learning opportunities or failures or mistakes, so to speak. And you've been able to parlay that into some really cool opportunities for yourself. So I'm interested. What, what's next? What do you, I mean, what are you going to do uh, after you decide to take Grant Cardone and Dean Graziosi's spot uh, as, you know, the real estate investors, uh, gurus of America, so to speak? Well, we're working on something very big right now, and it's, uh, it's a company called Helping Heroes PCS. And really just the goal of the company is to be able to help veterans all over the country. 
And it's such a cool program that uh, that's being run right now because we've already kind of touched base on it a little bit today. Um, you know, it's how do you know you're working with the right information and better question, how do you know you're working with the right real estate agent, right? And a lot of people, they move. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it while you were still active duty. You know, you move to a new area. You probably don't know anybody there. And uh, you may not know anything about that area. So what happens is a lot of these uh, military, young military couples move to a new area. They get hooked up with Joe Schmo Realtor, you know, from the block that, you know, caught their eye. And uh, they get them into a house. It's usually the wrong house. It's usually a terrible real estate agent. And it ends up biting them in the butt a couple of years, couple of years later when they PCS. So our goal is to build this network, this infrastructure of veteran real estate agents all over the country. Um, and we do that by interviewing hundreds of people that are veterans and also real estate agents to make sure that they're the top of their game for their area. So that way, if people need to get hooked up with someone, they can reach out to us. We can get them in touch with the real estate agent in the area that they're in or moving to. And then they can work together with that agent to uh, produce the best outcome for them. And they, they'll be working with somebody they know they can trust and someone that's going to take care of them. Such an easy, such a simple idea. Yeah, it is. That's, it uh, is. That's a re- How come somebody hasn't done that, something like that before? That's, that's a really interesting idea. Because people are greedy. That's why. You know, the, the thing about it is uh, there are a lot of people doing this all over the country. Um, there's companies that are similar to this. But where they all fall short is they all, and every one of these is free to the consumers. You know, it's free to our veterans to use this program. However, the company's got to make money, right? So normally they get that money from real estate agents. And the primary factor of why these programs don't work really well is because they charge real estate agents way too much money to to be a part of it. Um, A lot of them want a 35, 40% referral fee, or they want 400, 500 bucks a month just to associate yourself with the program. Yeah, this is fees that realtors pay. And um, a lot of times they get nothing out of it. Um, So our program's different. We, a normal real estate referral fee is 25%. If I were to send a referral to anyone in the country, normally it's 25%. So what we do instead is our agents pay a 15% referral fee. And then we ask that all of our agents utilize the Helping Heroes Save program. And what that means is they give 10% of their commission back to the veteran or first responder client. So that way, the first responder client gets money put towards their closing costs, which is less cash out of their pocket. The realtor still only comes out of pocket what he normally would anyways. The company makes just enough money that we can keep growing and expanding. And that allows us to interview and pick only the best agents because but honestly, every agent wants to be a part of this. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It sounds like a, you know, you always want to look for a win-win-win, you know, just a try-win or a triple net lease, depending upon your version of real estate. But you always want to look for a triple win right there. And so that's a, it sounds like a very advantageous situation. So, all right, let's, let's, let's put a bow on this thing. Let's, let's, let's wrap it with this. Let's say, um, let's say I'm a, uh, a buyer or I, I happen to be an agent. What's my next step? How do I get in touch with Shane? So you can get in touch with me by going to our website at helpingheroespcs.com. You can go to my personal website if you want to, which is helpingheroesrealty.com. Um, or you can just reach out to me on Facebook on any number of my Facebook pages. Uh, they're very easy to find. You can find me at Shane Thrall, Helping Heroes Realty Group, Helping Heroes PCS. I'm out there. You can find me. That's awesome. All right. So 
let's uh, since some of these people are going to be uh, consuming this via audio, how do you spell thrall? It's T H E R A U L T. All right. So for those of you who are fellow Marines like uh, like myself and Shane here, um, don't say we didn't spell it out for you. It's pretty simple. All right, here we go. So with that, anything else that you want to wrap up with here, Shane? Anything, any uh, parting words or wisdom that you want to partake on these folks? Yeah, I would just say, uh, you know, to the, the veterans, uh, now is the day and age where we don't have to be taken advantage of anymore. The information's out there. The people that want to help you exist. There's a, the veteran community is standing up and is, is kind of taking a stand on that nonsense. And uh, so be looking out for people that are willing to help you. 100%. Well, you heard it here. Heard it here at Knucklehead. Shane uh, is largely putting together what is going to be a solution for not just this generation of post 9-11 veterans, but other ones that are out there that are investors, Vietnam veterans, Desert Storm, all the way up to uh, veterans that are probably going to be our kids as soon as they get a little bit older. So he's putting together some programs and some great things that are going to provide legacy opportunities for you to own your home and for you to be able to transact with that, that, uh, that mystical world of real estate. So uh, we appreciate you, Shane. We appreciate you taking some time Thanks, here man. on Friday afternoon. Absolutely. And uh, for those of you who like listening to Knucklehead Podcast, we've got a new episode coming out every Tuesday. Uh, we, don't, we don't mince words here about it. Not one of us is out there that's perfect. We've got this thing figured out. So we try to bring you the stories of mistakes, mishaps, uh, things that people have failed in before so we can pass those learning lessons on to you so you don't have to scrape your knees as hard as we did. So anyway, we appreciate you. Shane, we'll talk to you soon, man. Have a good rest of the day. Bye. Thanks, man.